Yo, what's up? We are now sitting in a Tesla Model S long range. Actually, I think it's just called Tesla Model S, but it's a long range. At least the Palladium from Marcus Beal. And in this video, I thought, hey, you know what? I'm doing a range test right now, I'm doing 90. I might as well have a little rant, yes. Uh, but what should the rant be about today? Hmm. Uh, I actually, there was a suggestion for one of my uh, followers in the, in the comment section. How about a rant about Chinese EVs? Yes, I'm up for that. I think it was actually when I ranted about the yoke wheel, yeah. And people, oh yeah, I love your videos, Bjorn, but uh, how about you stop picking on Tesla? Okay, whatever. Okay, okay, I'm gonna start picking on uh, uh, Chinese cars instead, uh, Chinese EVs, how about that? Yeah, so the rant is about why the Chinese cars are so bad. But before I start, by the way, this is more like, too much I mean not too much educational content it's more like uh, just uh, edu uh, gone? entertainment yeah so just bring the popcorn and then enjoy the nice black and white view actually there's a little bit of uh, color today <laughs> and then yeah so what, what is the problem with the Chinese cars well I have tried so many Chinese cars out there the MG Neo uh, X-Bang uh, uh, what is it again um, BYD. I try. I tried many different brands and many different models, and I see a trend. I see some some sim, many many similarities between them. So I mean, where do I start? Uh, first of all, the Chinese cars they have this fake V8 engine sound. I'm like, what, what's what's up with that? And actually, nowadays I I hear more and more uh, uh, BYD Tang on the roads, and then. You know, other cars, uh, they might have some, some like some spaceship sound. Okay, that's fine, right? You know, but then a BYD tongue is like, like an e like a fake V8 sound. Like, what the heck, man? <laughs> Why? Why? And then what was it? it was X-Bang. When you switch mode, uh, there is a sound effect. Like, what the heck? And I don't think you can even change that shit. <laughs> and then, of course, Chinese cars in general, they like to ding dong at you. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, Tesla has also a little bit. Let me show you here. That's this one. But this is like for safety that you have this chime to, to, to make sure that you know that you disengage autopilot, right? But the Chinese cars, they tend to kind of overdo this. Uh, it's like some annoying chime. I mean, this, this stuff here, this does, doesn't an annoy me really, the, the, the Tesla thing here, you know? It, it's kind of gentle. I also put on Yo mode, so it's lower. And I don't mind. But some of the Chinese cars will ding, will, will beep at you if you go too close. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try to uh, explain, I'm trying to demonstrate. If I purposely go too close here, yeah, you see like that? That one is kind of loud and annoying because it's all about safety. Like the German cars, like Mercedes, also has something similar. If if there's some something that could potentially be dangerous, then you really want to warn the user. But the Chinese cars, they tend to ding and make chimes when there's nothing dangerous going on. You see? And like, what was it again? That the, the, was something that uh, took caca, yeah, took the cake. Uh, X-Bang again, sorry, we're gonna, yeah, X-Bang's gonna get a lot here. X-Bang has that 
X pilot LCC activated. You know, X pilot LCC. No, it was X pilot LCC deactivated. Some shit like what? And then it was a ding, 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 ding. Some some sounds that you apparently cannot dis disengage or disable. So uh, yeah, some of the German cars or even the Tesla or other brands, you can disable some some of those sounds. But many many of the Chinese cars, you can't. And, I don't know, man. Uh, not only not only chimes like that, but also in general, uh, Chinese. Uh, I don't know. It's just it, like it, it seems like it boils down to culture. That in in China, you just want shit to be loud. Like, wifey bought some toys from China, and they are just too damn loud. Some of them has a volume switch. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, but even in a low setting, it becomes too loud. So wifey had to put tape over the speaker. And then it becomes okay. Uh, but then once we're back in Norway, huh, we bought some uh, some Norwegian toys and some of them were made in Denmark and stuff. And you know what? The Norwegian toys, they are not that loud. <laughs> uh, but also it, it's not only the toys that are loud or the car, the Chinese cars that are loud. If you ever met Chinese people on vacation, you can hear them. They shout to each other. They are like standing next to each other they, and they shout, you know, it's like common courtesy not to be too loud. I think, you know, if you don't find that shit in, in Japan, because Japan, Japan, Japanese people, they are very, uh, I'm trying to find that word. They are very, uh, uh, um, actually, I don't know the word because I'm, I'm not one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I just can't, I can't remember the word right now. Civilized, they're very civilized people, Japanese. Uh, in Japan, you know, you don't talk loud on uh, on bus or train or stuff, in public places. You don't, you don't annoy other people. But in China, it seems like nobody gives a shit. Yeah, and then it seems like that's the problem because Chinese people, when they design cars, they build up. Of course you want to have loud chimes for the user. That's that's the way the Chinese people like it. Yeah, but that's not the way Europeans like it. Uh, you try a German car, you will feel like, oh, that, you know, try try a Mercedes or a BMW and you'll be like, oh, that that's nice. Oh yeah, that's comfy. Yeah. And also, I don't know, uh, like uh, when it comes to uh, Chinese cars and auto steer and uh, adaptive cruise control, like the auto steer in general, Chinese cars, they, they tend to slow down a lot in curves. Like, okay, over here, this is not too too sharp, but uh, yeah, there's actually after the bridge, there will be a slight curve. And typically, if you cruise at 120 kilometers per hour with a Chinese car, they will slow down like a Toyota driver in the curves. Like I've seen, uh, it could be as much as 20, 30 kilometers per hour speed decrease in the curves. And many curves aren't even that sharp, you know? Uh, and I, why do I complain? I mean, well, but maybe you should slow down in the curve, don't hammer too hard. No, but listen, when I drive a Mercedes or a Tesla or a BMW through those same curves, let's say for 1000 kilometer challenge, those cars don't slow down. <laughs> what well, does it mean that the Chinese cars, they have so shitty handling that they have to slow down? No, I think it's like, again, it boils down to culture because I've seen it. Okay, I haven't been in China before, but I've seen at least Thai people, when they drive in curves, they drive dog slow. They slow down a lot. Like I like to hammer it and kind of okay, go a little bit fun when I, when I drive alone, of course, just to, you know, go fast around the curves, feel the car. But, um, 
for the time. Chinese cars, no. And you cannot turn it off also. That's the problem. You cannot tune it to turn off that stupid curve slow down feature thing. Uh, what else is the problem with Chinese cars? Yeah, in Chinese cars, for some reason, in general, they have quite shitty headlights. Uh, I guess maybe they don't have curves in China, you know? Yeah, maybe they don't have winter in China. They, they seem to have not have designed the cars to deal with Norwegian winter. Like even Tesla here, by the way. I don't know, man. The, the wipers, they don't wipe that well. You see, there's stripes of schmutz, salt schmutz best uh, on the windscreen. It's weird. We have the flagship Model S and the wipers work... Uh, 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 Model 3 wipers work better. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, back to the Chinese. We are, we are, uh, we are giving the, the, the heat to the Chinese cars today. And also, when it comes to software in the Chinese cars, they, they aren't that great. Like, when I use them, they, they, for example, many of the Chinese cars, they're full of bugs. Also, poor implementation of things. Uh, like, user interface is messy. There's lots of bugs. Like, when, what was it again? When I tried the MG, yeah, MG, it reported that I used 100% of, of the energy I used was for HVAC, you know, for AC cooling. That was in Thailand. And then s s non, no energy was used for propulsion. I was like, uh, I've been driving. I've not been camping. <laughs> and also, also, when I talk about poor implementation, um, for example, in a Tesla, when, when you do stuff in the Tesla, there will usually be hints, on-screen hints. Also, other cars have it. When you press, when, when we have a scroll wheel and you press a button, for example, it will say press and hold to reset the trip meter, right? Uh, but then in, in the MG, I tried. Okay, uh, it was my mistake, of course, uh, because I didn't read the manual. Uh, when you press that, uh, that climate control button or whatever in the MG, you then bring up something on the touchscreen, right? This is also what kind of, it's got a little bit messy. You get something, a user, something that looks like a, a HVAC user interface, but when I tried to press the buttons, it did not react because you're supposed to use the other scroll wheel to adjust temperature and fan speed. But I didn't know, and I tried to press the button. But you see, when I talk about poor implementation, they could have had a little hint every time you press it, just like a tooltip or something, right? That when you press it, okay, then uh, there's like, uh, you have to use, you use left scroll wheel to adjust uh, HVAC, you know? Then I'll be like, ah, or even smarter, if you try to press the buttons, it will then say, no, you have to press, you have to use the scroll wheel. Or even better, you can, what about both? Why not both? You can use the scroll wheel or you can even press the button on the, I mean, you can press the touchscreen, right? So, but it seems like uh, Chinese cars, they just don't, well, actually, it's not actually, actually not only Chinese cars, also other Western cars, they also tend to have somewhat poor implementation on, or poor, uh, I don't know, not intuitive user interface, right? And that was actually a, a, an Xpeng G3 that passed me. And another problem with Chinese cars in general is that they tend to charge slow. This is kind of a big mystery because, for example, you know, the Mercedes, uh, I think it was the EQA or EQC, one of the EQ Mercedes. No, I think it was EQV. You know, it uses uh, batteries from China, CATL. Uh, and then your Chinese cars, obviously, they also use Chinese batteries. But how come the Chinese cars using Chinese batteries charge slower than Western cars 
using Chinese batteries? <laughs> um, I actually don't know. I don't have a good explanation, but I, I wonder if maybe the cooling is poorly done. Because, you know, I'm sitting now in the Tesla Model S Palladium. This car here charges like a boss. It can take 250 kilowatts until around 35%. And then it throttles to around 220 kilowatts. And I think it can probably take over 200 kilowatts past 40%, something like that. You know, it charges really fast. But wait a minute, it's still just, it's still the, the, the cylindrical cells we use here. No, we don't use any uh, nice battery tech. And it's not even 800 volt. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it can charge that fast. Well, how come this battery uh, that has the, the same form factor as uh, the previous generation Tesla Model S, how come this one can charge so much faster? Well, because Tesla has reworked and improved and redesigned everything, even though the car looks the same, but inside it's completely different. So it has way better design it has better cooling design and uh, also the chemistry within the battery has been improved uh, or something I don't remember all the details but that's why we can actually take 250 kilowatt here whereas the previous generation the Raven can usually peak at well actually in America they can go to 200 kilowatt but in Europe we have roughly 140 ish 140 145 kilowatt is roughly the, the highest so my claim is that the Chinese cars, like, like for example, the BYD Auto 3, you guys will oh, well, Bjorn, uh, that charging speed, uh, we get faster charging in Europe. Yeah, you might get the faster charging in Europe because Europe is not that hot as Thailand. When I tried in Thailand, uh, the charging on the BYD Auto 3 was so uh, unpredictable, I mean, so random, not consistent. And uh, when you run HVAC, when you run cooling, I mean, when you run AC uh, cooling, you then uh, get less uh, cooling for the battery. So, um, uh, what, what can you do really? Uh, just don't run cooling, I guess, <laughs> for the battery. <laughs> uh, but then, what about uh, what about uh, uh, in in uh, other countries? Well, in other countries, you don't need to have that much cooling, so there it will work fine. But for example, I've seen similar things in also in Tesla that if you run AC and it's really hot outside, then actually Tesla also limits the, the, the cooling and you will actually charge a little bit slower. But in the case of the Chinese cars, it seems like they didn't care to, to uh, implement uh, good cooling in the first place. So then I guess you just have to stay away from the car and uh, it's going to be freaking hot in there if it's in a hot country. Uh, or you will sacrifice it and, and charge slower. Yeah, I realize that I have limited uh, space in the, the memory card now. So. Um, we have to end it soon. Yeah, I'm running out of memory space. But uh, what else is it with Chinese cars that I should complain about? Uh, the interior in there. Oh yeah, uh, one other thing, by the way. Trip meter. In the Chinese cars, many Chinese cars, they don't have a trip meter. Why not? Like they have some rolling average uh, based on the last 50 kilometers or shit. Uh, and also, when it comes to trip meter, many Chinese cars, they don't show you the real consumption. Like some car, when you start driving or when you go up a hill, the consumption might go really high, but that's fine. And the Chinese cars, they tend to cap it and they show maximum 200 or 250 or 300 watt-hour per kilometer. And you notice that there's something wrong because it just stays there. And then suddenly when you go down the mountain again, then suddenly the consumption starts dropping. So, man, 
I don't know, man. Chinese cars, they are kind of like, uh, they are significantly different than Western cars in many ways. I see now I'm running out of uh, disc space and also we get sun in the face, but I think I have to wrap it up here. Otherwise, uh, the video will just suddenly end. So what do you guys think, huh? What is it that you don't like with Chinese cars? <laughs> and uh, by the way, I'm not a hater. Uh, there, there are good things about Chinese cars, but there are also some bad things about Chinese cars. And we're kind of making fun of the bad things about Chinese cars. But Chinese cars, in general, they give you good value for money. You just have to know the, the limitations and the bad things about them. But anyway, I think that's going to be it for now. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. As always, thank you for watching and talk to you later.